Welcome to Hello Accountability. We're your hosts, Brittany Holloway and Alicia Mitchell. We're two moms serving our families in completely different seasons of life who understand the value of spending time daily in God's word. Our hope for this podcast is to welcome accountability into our personal lives and introduce our listeners to how fulfilling and simple daily fellowship with the Lord can be. Welcome to episode two of Hello Accountability. I'm Alicia. And I'm Brittany. And we're so glad you're back with us today. So Brittany, um, how has your week been? Um, It has been slower than last week. Um, My husband and our oldest son are gone at camp. And so um, we're down a couple people at home and we've just kind of had a little bit more relaxing time and just a little bit easier sleeping in a little bit more nice it's different like even when just one kid goes somewhere else it makes the whole dynamic shift it seems more doable (laughs) I know that Lincoln's hard at all but it just seems more doable yeah he's our easiest child right it's just I don't know I guess there's there's some power in numbers there too yeah they aggravate each other when they're all together Mm. Your kids like to be together. I think my kids like to not be together. Well, there will be a day that they like to be together. My kids didn't, they always loved to be together, but they also loved to also fight when they were together. (laughs) That was part of their fun, you know, arguing, kind of driving each other crazy, but. Yeah, they call it fun, but it's not fun at all for me. (laughs) Not for the adults. (laughs) The adults, it's never fun. Well, good. So, um. Your husband comes home today. Yep, he'll be home today, and this is Lincoln's first year at children's camp, so that's just been kind of, it's good and fun, but a little hard on my mama heart, knowing that he's having this whole experience without me. Right. You know, we love camp. It's a big part of our lives, and so I kind of wish I was there to experience it with him, but. Absolutely. Children's camp is definitely a different beast than youth falls creek very different it's shorter but it's harder <laughs> there's i remember those days of going and it was fun but it was it was exhausting so i'm sure they they will be tired when they get home tonight yeah he looked tired when i talked to him on the phone last night yeah. well i didn't talk to him i video chatted oh, with him nice and see that's another thing that we didn't have when my kids were little and going to camp was the video chat stuff so that's kind of fun not that my kids are like ancient or that I mentioned (laughs) but it was a relatively new technology that cost quite a bit so like we didn't do that very often it's so neat that you're able to do that yeah it was it's been neat for him you know to be able to at least check in with me right um, because he doesn't like to be away from home but I understand that So, what about you what about your week well it's been a good week this is my first full week out of school Um, so I've just been kind of doing things around the house that I needed to get caught up on. Our dishwasher is broken. So my son and I yesterday tried to repair it by watching YouTube videos. And now all the pieces are all over my kitchen (laughs) and we're waiting for the repairman to come this afternoon to really repair it. Um, I'm kind of hoping I'm not there when he shows up just because I don't want to have to explain why I took the whole dishwasher apart yesterday before he came. But are the pieces all there? I don't really know. 
And okay. I'm not, I, I hope since he repairs dishwashers, he'll understand how to put it back together. I think that would be part of his job. I think that should be part of his it training. Should be. So that's, that's happening. Um, I saw Top Gun twice this week. So that seems a little excessive, but also... Not at all for you, though. No, it was so good. As someone who grew up in the 80s and 90s, it's like, oh, it's just, it's worth the 30-year wait to see it again. It was really, really fun. Um, so saw that twice, and uh, we had the Memorial Day service out at the the um, cemetery. And like, I don't know, five, six months ago, our city manager asked if I would sing the national anthem. And he caught me at a moment of weakness. And I was like, sure, I'll sing the national anthem. It is quite literally the most difficult song in the world to sing, I have decided. Like, it is so hard. Um, so I learned this tip from our friend Charity Lyon, who might be listening in. But uh, she sang it last year at the Memorial Day uh, ceremony at the cemetery. And she had it playing in her ear, like in an AirPod while she sang so she could stay on key. Oh, what a good idea. It was brilliant. So Mr. Lee Greenwood and I sang the national anthem on Monday. Nice. And so that was kind of a, a different experience. Um, maybe now that I've done it, they won't ask me to do it again. I don't know. We'll see. You keep being asked to do things after you've done them once. So I, I feel mm. like you'll probably be asked to do it again. Oh, man. Because you're good at a lot of things. I'm, I'm bad at saying no. You That's are very issue. bad at saying <laughs> no. And I'm good at a lot of things is that I'm bad at saying no. So, but you know, that's okay. Next week starts summer school and I'm working for one week in summer school. So actively getting that ready. But aside from that, that's, that's pretty much it. Summers are kind of slow around our home when school lets out. It's so nice. Nice. Yeah. One of the perks of being a teacher for sure. So what have you been reading this week, Brittany? Well, I'm continuing the saga of numbers. Um, and because of storms last night, I turned off my sleep. Uh, I think it's a sleep focus on my phone. So I would still get notifications for weather and did not hear my alarm this morning. Actually, oh. I don't think it went off. Um, so I did not get to actually read this morning. Um, so that kind of threw me off. Because I was like, of all mornings, I wanted to make sure I read this <laughs> right, morning. Yeah, read up and ready to go. Um, so I did, I listened to my chapter, which I don't do well listening to comprehend. So I did have to listen to it several times um, while I was, you know, getting ready. Right. Um, but, you know, just because we're off of a different schedule, you know, accountability haven't been mm -hmm. as consistent over the last few days, just you know, having kids and being the sole person, getting them around and things has just been a little off. But right. so trying to do what I can with the time I have. And um, so when I was reading numbers this week, you know, he talks about, I don't know who he is. What? M Moses? Maybe. Probably. <laughs> I don't know for sure. It's weird. I should know that. I don't know that. It, he I wrote a book about himself in third person. I don't really know who the author is. I don't. I would hate to say. That's yeah. something we could check we in We can into. check into that. There was a lot of things I, I researched about this because they actually get the temple built and they consecrated it. And so this whole ordeal has been happening since Leviticus. Oh, wow. Um, like how to build the temple, you know, giving 
the people giving all of the supplies for the temple and um, tabernacle, not temple. Mm-hmm. Um, so this has been, you know, I've, I've been watching, like I said, the overall big picture of how long it takes. And so I did look up how long it took from the time, you know, they started talking about it till the time they consecrated it, and which was nine months. Oh, wow. Um, and so that that's a long time of getting it instructions and supplies which we're currently in a building project to say <laughs> at our church so it seems pretty on par for what it, we're experiencing that's interesting because they didn't have the tools that we have now obviously and it no. took about the same amount of time it's taking to remodel our church yeah interesting yeah it's very hmm. interesting and but when i did read they were talking about how like that was um just like the foreshadowing of Jesus coming of how, you know, it was nine months for, um, you know, obviously con- not really conception, but immaculate Gestation. conception. And then when Jesus was born, right. so that was interesting. Um, but my takeaway from all of that, um, God spent a lot of time ex- like just expressing and explaining how he wanted his temple to be built very specific so that he could come down and meet with his people. It wasn't Mm. so that they would have all of these um, traditions and all of this, like, you have to follow these rules. Like, they had to follow the rules so that God could come down and could meet with them because he is not sinful. He can't be around sin. So they had to have all of these regulations met so that he could come down and meet with him. With, oh. with them and he wanted that to happen so that's been like god wants to meet with us right and he he's he went through a lot of time and a lot of energy and just laying the groundwork for that to happen back then and then also as well as we see with jesus right coming back um or coming down here to earth to sacrifice and die for us that is really, I never really thought about the nine month. Well, I didn't know that fact, the nine either. month building. And then you know, sometimes I think we look at all these laws or these um, orders that God would lay out, especially in the Old Testament. And think, why? Like, why, why all this trouble? Well, it's about obedience. And it's not like he's a God who wants to control, but he does he does require obedience yeah and um you can choose to be obedient or not and they obviously chose to be obedient and follow the instructions that he laid out to provide the perfect place for meeting with him you know and it said you know and you know when one that was all consecrated moses went into the temple and god came down and he Mm. met with him and so you know that was just important and i spent the last week you know as i'm reading this like I've been stuck. You know, we talk about scripture mm. observation. I'm stuck on application. How does this apply to my life now? You know, it's not been like every day I've been trying. I just, I get hung up on it. It's a part that I just like, okay, I don't know how this applies to my life because I'm not building a temple or a tabernacle. Right. Um, so that was, that's been my struggle this week and just kind of praying that God would show me how to apply that to my own life. And I was just thinking this morning, like, you know, this is, you know, what we're experiencing here in our church is we're, we're, Mm. we're building and there's a lot of changes happening. And as long as we are following the path that God has set out before us and being obedient, like you said, Mm. um, then we will get to meet with him. Right. 
in the most perfect of ways. Yeah. We right. don't, we don't ordain how God meets with us. Right. You know, he ordains that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it feels like, um, he's not hearing us or he's not there, but you know, through, I guess the fact of our bodies becoming the temple of the Holy spirit, you know, you have that community yeah, meeting with him, which yeah. is so true. pretty powerful. Right. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I like, I love the fact that you're doing old Testament and then I'm in the new Testament because I feel like it kind of, they work off of each other in some ways, because even what I was reading this week was about obedience and being not perfect that because we can't be, but striving to follow what God lays out in front of us. Mm, for sure. Very neat. So yeah. what about you? Well, I'm, I'm still in James, um, still in James chapter one, actually. And I was in, um, verses 22 through 25 where it says, um, I'll just read it. It says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty and perseveres being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. And so I was reading through that and I was thinking about, you know, James really was writing that book for like the Messianic Jews, the Jews that had come into a relationship with Christ and who had met Christ and were believing in him. So it's really a book written to believers, you know, um, with expectations for believers. Um, and so like in verse 22, it talked about how it says, but doers of the word, not hearers only. And I was reading an article about it and it said, you know, um, God's word is so different from like an article or nonfiction or a history book or even fiction. It requires action. It requires us to be in it, to become, you know, that be is an action verb. And it, it's saying through the power of the Holy spirit, we become not only hearers of the word, but doers of the word. Um, And then I love the analogy of like the mirror that he talks about, because it's like when we look in a mirror, we can see those imperfections. Like maybe it's just like a piece of pepper in our teeth from, you know, lunch or like (laughs) maybe a pimple or something like our hair is a mess or whatever. And if we were just like look in the mirror and like, oh, that's interesting. I have a piece of lettuce in my teeth from my salad and just go on. And don't actually do something about it. Like, we still have that lettuce in our teeth, right? Right. So when he's saying, like, you look in the mirror and then you just forget what you've seen. You just walk away and forget what you've seen. I took it to mean, like, when we look at God's word and we're like, oh, that's nice. And we just walk away from it and forget what we've read and don't apply what we've read to our lives. Then what's the point? Like, we're reading it then just like a history book or reading it just like a fiction or nonfiction book. And so like really addressing reading God's word and addressing what in our life needs to be changed and looking at that and seeing how God can work and change those things in our lives, which I thought was a really cool thing. And I also think, um, also the more you look at scripture, the more you fall in love with like who Jesus is, you know, and absolutely. We talk about that with our students a lot in ministry, like, you know, if you have a boyfriend or girlfriend and you spend a day with them every like six or seven months, 
okay, like, are you really boyfriend and girlfriend? Are you really dating? You know, like with our husbands, if we just spent a few minutes with them here or there, like what kind of marriage is that? And the same is true with like being in the word and applying what God is saying. If we just kind of are blase about it, what does that say about our relationship with Christ? Where does it, what does that say as far as where's the priority? And it's not something I ever am perfect at. I mean, I'm rarely even good at it. I'm rarely even semi good yeah (laughs) you know like it it, but I think that's what James is trying to tell the believers in in that scripture is like don't just look at the word and go hmm that was nice you know and move on look at the word and say how can I apply this to my life how can I live it out because truthfully our lives may be the only gospel that other people hear or see and if we're not living it out like you know Christ has asked us to, what's the purpose of even being in it? Um, so that was definitely like a challenge for me. How am I living it out? And I think even like with my little third graders, some days I'd go home and I'm like, did I show Jesus to them at all today in how I acted? Was I kind? Was I compassionate? Did I hear them? Did I spend time just, you know, focusing on their needs or was I quick to like frustration, quick to anger, quick to like, I don't know, just do it or try harder, you know? And, um, so it's definitely kind of hits me for sure. Um, and kind of the last thing I observed from it was the fact that he says, um, uh, where he says in verse 25, it's a little dim in here, so I'm having trouble reading it, but the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty and perseveres being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. I think this relates to what you were talking about um, in your scripture reading, these specific mosaic laws that were laid out and how things should be done. And this is talking about the law of liberty and the freedom that we have through Christ, which is still rule, not, I I don't want to say rules, but it's still a law over us and it's a way we live our lives and it's how we, we follow him. Um, But it's without condemnation and it's through grace that we have that. So, right. And, you know, that's kind of the, the tone of the Old Testament is they had to keep remembering their, their sins by, you know, consistently making these sacrifices. And the list of them is long. Right. And, you know, very specific regulations of them. But knowing that we still, you know, we need to make atonement for our sins, but we don't make atonement for mm-hmm. our own sins. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we fall under Jesus. We right. follow under his sacrifice. Right. It's, it's powerful. It is. Mm-hmm. That was about the word I was going to yeah. say. It's just, it's powerful. And there's so much freedom in it too. I mean, I think that sometimes the world looks at people who are following Christ as like, wow, you have to follow all those rules and you have to do all those good things and blah, you know, and it's just my husband jokes and it's truly a joke, but people will say, well, what are you giving up for Lent? And he's like, I'm Baptist. I've already given up all the fun stuff, you know? <laughs> which is totally a joke. But I mean, I think that's sometimes how the world views Christians. Like you've given up all the fun stuff. It's like, no, I've given up the stuff that's going to cause death and despair and broken relationships. And I've taken up what Christ is offering, which is peace and, and forgiveness and love and joy. And, um, really there's no other way to live in my opinion to live we can all live but there's no other way to live like walk through the days without that truly truly Mm -hmm. live right absolutely i think that 
what you were saying earlier, the more you spend time with Jesus, the more you fall in love with him. Mm-hmm. And the more, I mean, the more you do that, the more you don't want to do those other things because right. you realize the difference of the life you can have in Jesus and the life that you have without him. Right. As like the top priority. And I think it doesn't take being just like diving right in. If, if it's something that you're not doing, if you're not spending daily time in God's word and it seems daunting to start, don't, don't start with every day. Don't start with something hard. Right. Maybe make a goal like once a week or once a month or I don't, you know, whatever is something attainable. Just like if you were going to start exercising or changing the way you eat or changing something of how you teach your kids to, you know, training them up in something new. You can't just start like, you know, all in. It's hard. Right. It's very hard. And you can't expect to be fully to fully understand what you're reading at first too. I mean, there might be moments you do, but I still don't always fully understand what I'm reading. And it takes time chewing on something for, I'm like, I've been on these verses literally all week, like just trying to see what it really means in my life and, you know, trying to hear from God, what he's really saying through it, you know? Um, so I agree. Don't, don't fall under condemnation of like, well, I think Brandon, your husband says this a lot, like, okay, you skip breakfast once. Does that mean you skip breakfast every day for the rest of your life? Right. Like, okay, I'll never eat again, I guess, because I skipped breakfast. That's not what, you know, it's like, we're not perfect in it, but that doesn't mean we give up. We keep, we keep trying. I mean, my four-year-old might <laughs> That's true. feel that way That's if true. he's missed breakfast. That we are again. never going to eat ever again. Mm-hmm. But no, that's absolutely true yeah. with yeah. anything, any part right. of anything we're trying to change in our life. Absolutely. Any other closing thoughts? I can't think of anything. I would just say an encouragement of like, you know, find someone that you can talk to, maybe see what they're reading and work together, talk together, just encourage each other. Yep. Pick a simple goal mm-hmm. that you can try to meet. Right. And, you know, find, find a Bible that makes sense to you. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the practical tips I would probably add. Yes. Is, you know, don't read King James if it doesn't make sense to you. Uh, right. Exactly. Want something that's user friendly. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I always say. Is it user friendly? But Okay. All right. Well, I think that's all we have for today. We are very grateful that you've joined us again, and we would love to hear from you as well. Absolutely. Brittany, I'll pray for us, and then we will wrap this up. Okay. Sound good? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the opportunity to come and uh, break open your word with Brittany and discuss how you're working in our lives, Lord. We ask that um, our words not be from us, Lord, but they be from you and that they would be an encouragement to other people where we ask that you would um, help draw people closer to you and help them see what true living really feels like, Lord. We know that you are the giver of all things good and we are so thankful for that. We love you and it's your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today on Hello Accountability. We pray that today has been an encouragement to you. 
And we would love if you would join us on our Facebook group if you are looking for some accountability. That's why it's there, um, just so you can come and find accountability for your daily time, maybe share your experiences, and we hope to see you there. Thank you.